Section thirty two of the Brothers Karamazov by Fyodor Dostoevsky. Translated by Constance Garnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. Book five. Pro and Contra. Chapter one. The Engagement. Madame Holikoff was again the first to meet Alyosha. She was flustered. Something important had happened katerina ivanovna's hysterics had ended in a fainting fit and then a terrible awful weakness had followed she lay with her eyes turned up and was delirious now she was in a fever they had sent for herzenstube they had sent for the ants the ants were already here but herzenstube had not yet come they were all sitting in her room waiting she was unconscious now and what if it turned to brain fever madame holikoff looked gravely alarmed this is serious serious she added at every word as though nothing that had happened to her before had been serious alyosha listened with distress and was beginning to describe his adventures but she interrupted him at the first words she had not time to listen she begged him to sit with lise and wait for her there lise she whispered almost in his ear lise has greatly surprised me just now dear alexey fyodorovitch she touched me too and so my heart forgives her everything only fancy as soon as you had gone she began to be truly remorseful for having laughed at you to-day and yesterday though she was not laughing at you but only joking but she was seriously sorry for it almost ready to cry so that i was quite surprised she has never been really sorry for laughing at me but has only made a joke of it and you know she is laughing at me every minute but this time she was in earnest she thinks a great deal of your opinion alexey fyodorovitch and don't take offence or be wounded by her if you can help it i am never hard upon her for she's such a clever little thing would you believe it she said just now that you were a friend of her childhood the greatest friend of her childhood just think of that greatest friend and what about me she has very strong feelings and memories and what's more she uses these phrases most unexpected words which come out all of a sudden when you least expect them she spoke lately about a pine tree for instance there used to be a pine tree standing in our garden in her early childhood very likely it's standing there still so there's no need to speak in the past tense pine trees are not like people alexey fyodorovitch they don't change quickly mamma she said i remember this pine tree as in a dream only she said something so original about it that i can't repeat it besides i've forgotten it well good-bye i am so worried i feel i shall go out of my mind ah alexey fyodorovitch i've been out of my mind twice in my life go to lise cheer her up as you always can so charmingly lise she cried going to her door here i've brought you alexey fyodorovitch whom you insulted so he's not at all angry i assure you on the contrary he is surprised that you could suppose so merci maman come in alexey fyodorovitch alyosha went in lise looked rather embarrassed and at once flushed crimson she was evidently ashamed of something and as people always do in such cases she began immediately talking of other things as though they were of absorbing interest to her at the moment 
mamma has just told me all about the two hundred roubles alexey fyodorovitch and your taking them to that poor officer and she told me all the awful story of how he had been insulted and you know although mamma muddles things she always rushes from one thing to another i cried when i heard well did you give him the money and how is that poor man getting on the fact is i didn't give it to him and it's a long story answered alyosha as though he too could think of nothing but his regret at having failed yet lise saw perfectly well that he too looked away and that he too was trying to talk of other things alyosha sat down to the table and began to tell his story but at the first words he lost his embarrassment and gained the whole of lise's attention as well he spoke with deep feeling under the influence of the strong impression he had just received and he succeeded in telling his story well and circumstantially in old days in moscow he had been fond of coming to lise and describing to her what had just happened to him what he had read or what he remembered of his childhood sometimes they had made daydreams and woven whole romances together generally cheerful and amusing ones now they both felt suddenly transported to the old days in moscow two years before lise was extremely touched by his story alyosha described ilusha with warm feeling when he finished describing how the luckless man trampled on the money lise could not help clasping her hands and crying out so you didn't give him the money so you let him run away oh dear you ought to have run after him no lise it's better i didn't run after him said alyosha getting up from his chair and walking thoughtfully across the room how so how is it better now they are without food and their case is hopeless not hopeless for the two hundred roubles will still come to them he'll take the money to-morrow to-morrow he will be sure to take it said alyosha pacing up and down pondering you see lise he went on stopping suddenly before her i made one blunder but that even that is all for the best what blunder and why is it for the best i'll tell you he is a man of weak and timorous character he has suffered so much and is very good-natured i keep wondering why he took offence so suddenly for i assure you up to the last minute he did not know that he was going to trample on the notes and i think now there was a great deal to offend him and it could not have been otherwise in his position to begin with he was sore at having been so glad of the money in my presence and not having concealed it from me if he had been pleased but not so much if he had not shown it if he had begun affecting scruples and difficulties as other people do when they take money he might still endure to take it but he was too genuinely delighted and that was mortifying ah lise he is a good and truthful man that's the worst of the whole business all the while he talked his voice was so weak so broken he talked so fast so fast he kept laughing such a laugh or perhaps he was crying yes i am sure he was crying he was so delighted and he talked about his daughters and about the situation he could get in another town and when he had poured out his heart he felt ashamed at having shown me his inmost soul like that so he began to hate me at once he is one of those awfully sensitive poor people 
what had made him feel most ashamed was that he had given in too soon and accepted me as a friend you see at first he almost flew at me and tried to intimidate me but as soon as he saw the money he had begun embracing me he kept touching me with his hands this must have been how he came to feel it all so humiliating and then i made that blunder a very important one i suddenly said to him that if he had not money enough to move to another town we would give it to him and indeed i myself would give him as much as he wanted out of my own money that struck him all at once why he thought did i put myself forward to help him you know lise it's awfully hard for a man who has been injured when other people look at him as though they were his benefactors i've heard that father zassima told me so i don't know how to put it but i have often seen it myself and i feel like that myself too and the worst of it was that though he did not know up to the very last minute that he would trample on the notes he had a kind of presentiment of it i am sure of that that's just what made him so ecstatic that he had that presentiment and though it's so dreadful it's all for the best in fact i believe nothing better could have happened why why could nothing better have happened cried lise looking with great surprise at alyosha because if he had taken the money in an hour after getting home he would be crying with mortification that's just what would have happened and most likely he would have come to me early to-morrow and perhaps have flung the notes at me and trampled upon them as he did just now but now he has gone home awfully proud and triumphant though he knows he has ruined himself so now nothing could be easier than to make him accept the two hundred roubles by to-morrow for he has already vindicated his honour tossed away the money and trampled it under foot he couldn't know when he did it that i should bring it to him again to-morrow and yet he is in terrible need of that money though he is proud of himself now yet even to-day he'll be thinking what a help he has lost he will think of it more than ever at night will dream of it and by to-morrow morning he may be ready to run to me to ask forgiveness it's just then that i'll appear here you are a proud man i shall say you have shown it but now take the money and forgive us and then he will take it alyosha was carried away with joy as he uttered his last words and then he will take it lise clapped her hands ah that's true i understand that perfectly now ah alyosha how do you know all this so young and yet he knows what's in the heart i should never have worked it out the great thing now is to persuade him that he is on an equal footing with us in spite of his taking money from us alyosha went on in his excitement and not only on an equal but even on a higher footing on a higher footing is charming alexey fyodorovitch but go on go on you mean there isn't such an expression as on a higher footing but that doesn't matter because oh no of course it doesn't matter forgive me alyosha dear you know i scarcely respected you till now that is i respected you but on an equal footing but now i shall begin to respect you on a higher footing don't be angry dear at my joking she put in at once with strong feeling 
i am absurd and small but you you listen alexey fyodorovitch isn't there in all our analysis i mean your analysis no better call it ours aren't we showing contempt for him for that poor man in analyzing his soul like this as it were from above eh in deciding so certainly that he will take the money no lise it's not contempt alyosha answered as though he had prepared himself for the question i was thinking of that on the way here how can it be contempt when we are all like him when we are all just the same as he is for you know we are just the same no better if we are better we should have been just the same in his place i don't know about you lise but i consider that i have a sordid soul in many ways and his soul is not sordid on the contrary full of fine feeling no lise i have no contempt for him do you know lise my elder told me once to care for most people exactly as one would for children and for some of them as one would for the sick in hospitals ah alexey fyodorovitch dear let us care for people as we would for the sick let us please i am ready though i am not altogether ready in myself i am sometimes very impatient and at other times i don't see things it's different with you oh, i don't believe it alexey fyodorovitch how happy i am i'm so glad you say so lise alexey fyodorovitch you are wonderfully good but you are sometimes sort of formal and yet you are not a bit formal really go to the door open it gently and see whether mamma is listening said lise in a nervous hurried whisper alyosha went opened the door and reported that no one was listening come here alexey fyodorovitch lise went on flushing redder and redder give me your hand that's right i have to make a great confession i didn't write to you yesterday in joke but in earnest and she hid her eyes with her hand it was evident that she was greatly ashamed of the confession suddenly she snatched his hand and impulsively kissed it three times ah lise what a good thing cried alyosha joyfully you know i was perfectly sure you were in earnest sure upon my word she put aside his hand but did not leave go of it blushing hotly and laughing a little happy laugh i kiss his hand and he says what a good thing but her reproach was undeserved alyosha too was greatly overcome i should like to please you always lise but i don't know how to do it he muttered blushing too alyosha dear you are cold and rude do you see he has chosen me as his wife and is quite settled about it he is sure i was in earnest what a thing to say why that's impertinence that's what it is why was it wrong of me to feel sure alyosha asked laughing suddenly ah alyosha on the contrary it was delightfully right cried lise looking tenderly and happily at him alyosha stood still holding her hand in his suddenly he stooped down and kissed her on her lips oh what are you doing cried lise alyosha was terribly abashed oh forgive me if i shouldn't perhaps i'm awfully stupid you said i was cold so i kissed you but i see it was stupid 
lise laughed and hid her face in her hands and in that dress she ejaculated in the midst of her mirth but she suddenly ceased laughing and became serious almost stern alyosha we must put off kissing we are not ready for that yet and we shall have a long time to wait she ended suddenly tell me rather why you who are so clever so intellectual so observant choose a little idiot an invalid like me ah alyosha i am awfully happy for i don't deserve you a bit you do lise i shall be leaving the monastery altogether in a few days if i go into the world i must marry i know that he told me to marry too whom could i marry better than you and who would have me except you i have been thinking it over in the first place you've known me from a child and you've a great many qualities i haven't you are more light-hearted than i am above all you are more innocent than i am i have been brought into contact with many many things already ah you don't know but i too am a karamazov what does it matter if you do laugh and make jokes and at me too go on laughing i am so glad you do you laugh like a little child but you think like a martyr like a martyr how yes lise your question just now whether we weren't showing contempt for that poor man by dissecting his soul that was the question of a sufferer you see i don't know how to express it but any one who thinks of such questions is capable of suffering sitting in your invalid chair you must have thought over many things already alyosha give me your hand why are you taking it away murmured lise in a failing voice weak with happiness listen alyosha what will you wear when you come out of the monastery what sort of suit don't laugh don't be angry it's very very important to me i haven't thought about the suit lise but i'll wear whatever you like i should like you to have a dark blue velvet coat a white piquet waistcoat and a soft gray felt hat tell me did you believe that i didn't care for you when i said i didn't mean what i wrote no i didn't believe it oh you insupportable person you are incorrigible you see i knew that you seemed to care for me but i pretended to believe that you didn't care for me to make it easier for you that makes it worse worse and better than all alyosha i am awfully fond of you just before you came this morning i tried my fortune i decided i would ask you for my letter and if you brought it out calmly and gave it to me as might have been expected from you it would mean that you did not love me at all that you felt nothing and were simply a stupid boy good for nothing and that i am ruined but you left the letter at home and that cheered me you left it behind on purpose so as not to give it back because you knew i would ask for it that was it wasn't it ah lise it was not so a bit the letter is with me now and it was this morning in this pocket here it is alyosha pulled the letter out laughing and showed it her at a distance but i'm not going to give it to you look at it from here why then you told a lie you a monk told a lie i told a lie if you like alyosha laughed too i told a lie so as not to give you back the letter 
it's very precious to me he added suddenly with strong feeling and again he flushed it always will be and i won't give it up to any one lise looked at him joyfully alyosha she murmured again look at the door isn't mamma listening very well lise i'll look but wouldn't it be better not to look why suspect your mother of such meanness what meanness as for her spying on her daughter it's her right it's not meanness cried lise firing up you may be sure alexey fyodorovitch that when i am a mother if i have a daughter like myself i shall certainly spy on her really lise that's not right oh my goodness what has meanness to do with it if she were listening to some ordinary worldly conversation it would be meanness but when her own daughter is shut up with a young man listen alyosha do you know i shall spy upon you as soon as we are married and let me tell you i shall open all your letters and read them so you may as well be prepared yes of course if so muttered alyosha only it's not right ah oh, how contemptuous alyosha dear we won't quarrel the very first day i'd better tell you the whole truth of course it's very wrong to spy on people and of course i am not right and you are only i shall spy on you all the same do then you won't find out anything laughed alyosha and alyosha will you give in to me we must decide that too i shall be delighted to lise and certain to only not in the most important things even if you don't agree with me i shall do my duty in the most important things that's right but let me tell you i am ready to give in to you not only in the most important matters but in everything and i am ready to vow to do so now in everything and for all my life cried lise fervently and i'll do it gladly gladly what's more i'll swear never to spy on you never once never to read one of your letters for you are right and i am not and though i shall be awfully tempted to spy i know that i won't do it since you consider it dishonourable you are my conscience now listen alexey fyodorovitch why have you been so sad lately both yesterday and today i know you have a lot of anxiety and trouble but i see you have some special grief besides some secret one perhaps yes lise i have a secret one too answered alyosha mournfully i see you love me since you guessed that what grief what about can you tell me asked lise with timid entreaty i'll tell you later lise afterwards said alyosha confused now you wouldn't understand it perhaps and perhaps i couldn't explain it i know your brothers and your father are worrying you too yes my brothers too murmured alyosha pondering i don't like your brother ivan alyosha said lise suddenly he noticed this remark with some surprise but did not answer it my brothers are destroying themselves he went on my father too and they are destroying others with them it's the primitive force of the karamazovs as father paisi said the other day a crude unbridled earthly force does the spirit of god move above that force even that i don't know 
i only know that i too am a karamazov me a monk a monk am i a monk please you said just now that i was yes i did and perhaps i don't even believe in god you don't believe what is the matter said lise quietly and gently but alyosha did not answer there was something too mysterious too subjective in these last words of his perhaps obscure to himself but yet torturing him and now on the top of it all my friend the best man in the world is going is leaving the earth if you knew lise how bound up in soul i am with him and then i shall be left alone i shall come to you lise for the future we will be together yes together together henceforward we shall be always together all our lives listen kiss me i allow you alyosha kissed her come now go christ be with you and she made the sign of the cross over him make haste back to him while he is still alive i see i've kept you cruelly i'll pray to-day for him and you alyosha we shall be happy shall we be happy shall we i believe we shall lise alyosha thought it better not to go into madame holikoff and was going out of the house without saying good-bye to her but no sooner had he opened the door than he found madame holikoff standing before him from the first word alyosha guessed that she had been waiting on purpose to meet him alexey fyodorovitch this is awful this is all childish nonsense and ridiculous i trust you won't dream it's foolishness nothing but foolishness she said attacking him at once only don't tell her that said alyosha or she will be upset and that's bad for her now sensible advice from a sensible young man am i to understand that you only agreed with her from compassion for her invalid state because you didn't want to irritate her by contradiction oh no not at all i was quite serious in what i said alyosha declared stoutly to be serious about it is impossible unthinkable and in the first place i shall never be at home to you again and i shall take her away you may be sure of that but why asked alyosha it's all so far off we may have to wait another year and a half ah alexey fyodorovitch that's true of course and you'll have time to quarrel and separate a thousand times in a year and a half but i am so unhappy though it's such nonsense it's a great blow to me i feel like famusov in the last scene of sorrow from wit you are chatsky and she is sophia and only fancy i've run down to meet you on the stairs and in the play the fatal scene takes place on the staircase i heard it all i almost dropped so this is the explanation of her dreadful night and her hysterics of late it means love to the daughter but death to the mother i might as well be in my grave at once and a more serious matter still what is this letter she has written show it to me at once at once no there's no need tell me how is katerina ivanovna now i must know she still lies in delirium she has not regained consciousness her aunts are here but they do nothing but sigh and give themselves airs 
Herzenstube came, and he was so alarmed that I didn't know what to do for him, and nearly sent for a doctor to look after him. He was driven home in my carriage. And on the top of it all, you and this letter. It's true, nothing can happen for a year and a half. In the name of all that's holy, in the name of your dying elder, show me that letter, Alexey Fyodorovitch. I'm her mother. Hold it in your hand, if you like, and I will read it so no i won't show it to you even if she sanctioned it i wouldn't i am coming to-morrow and if you like we can talk over many things but now good-bye and alyosha ran downstairs and into the street End of section thirty two